What's going on, everybody? My name is Eric Velasquez, and I am the host of Elmo City Agenda. And we're here today to talk about a very important um, thing that's going on, obviously, in our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, I know a lot of you have struggled with this, um, have felt this somehow, some way, or you know somebody who has been, a, you know, has had to deal with medical debt or any type of insurance claims with, with medical insurance and things like that. So, and also a lot of you, I know a lot of you are uh, actually work in the medical field. So um, we have today a guest uh, that I've been trying to get on the show for a while. I've been following her for a while and uh, she needs no introduction, but <laughs> I'll have her come in anyway and introduce herself. Christy, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? <laughs> Good, good. So just introduce yourself to everybody um, if they don't already know you. Um, just give a little quick backstory. Sure. Um, so my name's Christy. I am Texas born and raised. I haven't been a nurse for the past 10 years. Um, I worked in a hospital the majority of that time, but now I am a healthcare worker and a patient advocate. And I um, teach about healthcare via social media. What what made you start to want to do this? Because you didn't. This didn't just fall into your lap, right? <laughs> Correct. Yes. This was uh, this was definitely not in um, the ten year plan. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I was a nurse working in the hospital, um, and I worked primarily in oncology, which is cancer care. Um, and not only was it hard on all of the nurses in the hospital, I felt like we were always short staffed. We couldn't, you know, get fair wages. Um, but it was also ironically very expensive for the patient, even though, you know, they were kind of shortchanging their healthcare workers, patients were getting charged hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, for life-saving medications that they could not say no to, and they were going into all this crippling debt. Um, so I went into the administrative side of the hospital and I realized um, that not many people know how like the reimbursement systems work and how people are being charged and how much of that is actually going to healthcare workers versus other things. Um, so from that point, I was like, well, I'm going to start some social media accounts and I'm going to post some funny videos, just get a few followers, and then I'm going to start talking about these things. So I did. And then it just blew up. Uh, <laughs> it just went way faster uh, than I thought it was going to be. Um, so at that point, I was like, well, I could um, either try to hide this <laughs> from my <laughs> from my hospital um, for the next year, or I could go full force into this, speak as freely as I want to speak, and uh, help educate people on what's going on in our healthcare system. How, how was that, though? Like, what was that feeling of, you're like, crap. I, oh, I'm man. Stuff and what are the reprimands? Like, what what's going to be the backlash? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary that people don't know how much retaliation uh, there is in healthcare. Um, you know, you, you think that your doctor and your nurses and healthcare workers main job is to stick up for you, do what's best for you. And they are and they do to to the best of their ability. But oftentimes, if sticking up for you means less money for the hospital, we we get punished, right? We get, you know, we won't get the raise that we want to get. We won't get the promotion that we want to get. Or, you know, you can get fired, you know, right. if you're going against the hospital's wishes or they'll find a way to push you out. So it was it was 
it was scary at first, but I was at the point in my career where I knew that I wanted to do something different, um, but I was kind of afraid to leave the hospital because I had been there for so long. That was all that I ever knew. Right. Um, so the the social media blowing up and me having this you know opportunity in front of me was kind of the push that I needed um, to leave my job and, and do something completely different. So it, it definitely was scary, though. Um, people would come up to me at work and be like, hey, I was scrolling through TikTok and your face popped up. And I'm like, shh, shh, don't, don't say anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, well, it was good. And with that, you know, um, I know there was the thing with Mark Cuban. He's he's doing that pharmaceutical thing where he's doing the low cost drugs, and he's like, nobody, I can't be bought, right? Like he, he can't be bought. Is that kind of how you feel in a sense of he can't yeah. be bought? Yeah, and that that was that was one of my big reasons for leaving the hospital too. Is I knew if I stayed there, I would have to limit what I said. Um, I could not speak as freely as I I wanted to speak. Um, just you know, because I would, I, there would be retaliation. There would definitely be right. retaliation there. Um, so leaving the hospital and then I was very um, adamant that I was going to be independent. I was going to have my own business. I wasn't going to be attached to anybody else's organization as great as that organization may be, because I always want the freedom and the opportunity to evaluate anything that is out there and speak freely about my opinions. Um, so yeah, so that was definitely a big motivator in me um, becoming an independent patient advocate. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I feel like you're you're kind of like me, but in the the medical industry. Because with me, with, with what I do is I do with the politics in Texas, and I try to like show like, okay, this is what this is what you should know, right? Like what's going on in politics around you from a like completely unbiased position to where, hey, look, it has nothing to do with this side or that side, but it's about what's going to happen to you in, in your own life. And we need more people like you. <laughs> so, um, so what are the, some of the things that you are seeing now that you've opened like the, the floodgates, basically, what are you seeing now? Like that, you're like, holy crap, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing right off the bat, and I kind of knew this from working in the hospital, but it, it's just been made exponentially clear to me, is how little not only um, patients know about the healthcare system, but how healthcare workers, and I'm not talking about what they do on a daily basis, they're incredibly knowledgeable there, but how things work behind the scenes, how reimbursement systems work, how insurance works, what what the patient's experience is in the healthcare system. Nobody, um, knows. nobody <laughs> knows. Nobody knows. So when I started, um, you know, making videos on TikTok, I was like, yeah, I'm, I've got to talk about all these higher level issues. And then I realized real quickly that I need to like, just teach the basics of right. how it works. Like one of one of my videos that I was very surprised went like has a million views right now is um, a, a video where I'm talking about uh, insurance terms. Like I'm explaining what a copay is and what a deductible is, and you know what it means for the patient because the average person just doesn't know. And and there's there's no blame to them. It's purposefully confusing um to the patient and to to healthcare workers so yeah that was that was one of my biggest realizations when i started was just like okay i'm gonna have to start 
at the very beginning and it's just going to have to slowly build over time. And people have been really receptive to that. Um, and yeah, I think, I think the education is something that I, I, I didn't quite anticipate how much education I was going to, to, to be doing. (laughs) Right. Uh, My favorite one is the one where you're like, um, uh, don't realize how stupid you think these people, the the hospitals think you're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I hope <laughs> you're like, wow. But, like, if you, if you actually deal with a lot of those issues, if you go in and you're like, oh, you're thinking, oh, the insurance is going to cover some of this, right? But, like, I, have you said it's, it's <laughs> my favorite one is where you have the one with the, on the bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the wow. bucket man. Yes. Yeah. The bucket, like, I'm like, wow, that, that's, that's so crazy that, you know, we're shrouded by all this. Oh yeah, just get insurance. You need to get insurance and this, this, and this. So you don't realize like it's a it's a sham, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, health healthcare works differently than any other industry in that like you you cannot. I mean, like you cannot go into HEB and they'll be like, hey, get your groceries and I'll send you a bill later. But trust me. It's, it'll be it'll be okay like it'll be cheap and you're like no that's not how this works and they're like oh yeah and by the way sometimes we miss bill people like up to 80 percent of the time uh sometimes the bill is wrong but you just pay it like it's right it's okay like it yeah. doesn't work in any other industry and when patients come into the hospital they're rightfully confused when we're just like i have no idea how much this is going to cost your insurance you know, may cover it, may not cover it. I'm sorry, you've been paying so much to insurance every month, um, but we have no idea. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just a very, um, it's an industry of its own. Yeah, and and there's been a couple times where recently I've had to go take my kids to the urgent care, and I'm like, do you have your itemized, like, you know, your price list? And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you need to have one. And and then I'm like, do you have an itemized bill? They're like, well, we don't have that. And you know, and I'm like. You guys have to have something. Yeah, you know? show me something. I need, you know. <laughs> um, so what are, uh, let's see here. What's an alternative for the healthcare for all? Because honestly, to me, looking at the healthcare for all, the only the only person that's going to really be affected is the taxpayer itself to where somebody else is paying for it and no, no accountability is being held onto the, the hospitals. So, is there something that you see that could be an alternative? So, um, healthcare for all, it, it, it can be it can be a multitude of different things. There are many ways to achieve universal healthcare, and most other countries that have it have a combination. Um, so, when people say healthcare for all, typically what they're um, referring to is Medicare for all, right. and Medicare is our our government insurance. Um, so. I think what what people don't know is the government regulates how much the hospitals can charge Medicare. They they set the reimbursement rates. Otherwise, hospitals would be charging these astronomical amounts and the taxpayer would be responsible. Right. Um, So they set the rates. Um, They do, you know, evaluations based on quality, um, based on what the actual prices are of the services, and then they'll set the rates and that's what the government pays. So that's that's Medicare for all where the government does not 
own any of the hospitals. They are simply footing the bill for patients. Um, now, a, another uh, thing that most people think of whenever they think of, you know, uh, universal health care is um, socialized medicine, which is different. Socialized medicine is like the VA, where the government actually owns and runs the hospital and the doctors and nurses are employees of the government. Um, so that is socialized medicine. And of course, um, the taxpayers putting the bill for that as well. Um, the last way that um, you achieve universal health care is through mandated private insurance. And we kind of did this or tried to do this with Obamacare. It it's, looks nothing like how other countries do this, but it, it was our attempt, right? So right. we tried to do this with Obamacare where we mandated that everybody must have insurance um, and it was it was still private insurance, right? We were still paying for it ourselves, and then there was government subsidies. So people look at all those things, and when they view them individually, they're like, oh, these, like, individually, I can see so many issues happening. But most other countries have all three or two of them, um, and they work them in a way that is going to get almost everybody covered for uh, an affordable price. Yeah, I, I just have like a, I just have a hard time with the government doing anything. It's <laughs> trust me, me too. And I, you know, I'm I'm working in this industry. I I want healthcare for all, mm -hmm. as in everybody. I believe right. deserves access right. to healthcare, whether or not they can afford it. Nobody should be dying. Um, because they don't have enough money to stay alive. That is my personal conviction. Um, however, as I've gotten in here, I, I have people say like, let's just vote, um, you know, healthcare for all. And I'm like, that's, that's good in concept, but it's never, it's not going right. to happen in our climate. Our, our healthcare system is 100% controlled by private insurance companies right now. So in order to get them out, it's going to, it's not going to be a clean vote. It's going to be a very long process of getting them out of the picture, getting some control taken away from them um, in order to put some control back into the hands of the people who should be leading healthcare, which are doctors and healthcare workers. Yeah. And, and, and I don't see that happening until we get the government into the, the hands into the people back into the people like it should be. And it's, it's not, um, it's, it's frustrating because like you said, you, there's a lot of, of money that people are paying, especially, um, in the areas that, that I know here in San Antonio, people are just, they don't know what to do. Like there, there's so much money that they have to pay for medical and, um, it's just, they're they're drowning in debt and then with with property taxes on top of that and all that other stuff it's just it's frustrating for them and i i hope i hope they're able to get some sort of resources from this that they can say okay i have something to go off of yeah. you know um have you ever dealt i'm sure you have have, have you dealt with the texas department of insurance uh on occasion, yes. On occasion, yeah. <laughs> what are you? What's your? What are your thoughts on them? Because when I tried, when I worked with them a little bit, they actually were a little bit helpful. I was surprised. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, it, it definitely. Um, if if you can find somebody in there, and, and Department of Insurance works uh, a little differently than other um, 
government entities that that I've tried to use. But when I find something going wrong with a patient's bill, um, I reach out to whatever government entity or whoever's supposed to be enforcing it. And they, it, what I found is like it's it, you're only going to get as far as the enforcement. So you can find a hospital violating a law. But if whoever is in charge of enforcing that law is not going to do anything about it, like hospitals are like, cool, I'm violating a law, like send right. me a fine. I don't care. <laughs> you know, so this is like this has been the bane of my existence inside yeah. of I've been negotiating medical bills is I can go to a hospital and say, you are very clearly breaking this law and I need you to stop. They're like, okay, well, who's going to make me stop? So then I go to the government entity and I'm like, are you going to make them? And they're like, nah, we'll get to it in like two years. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go find a lawyer and they're going to write me some letters. Um, so yeah, so I, I, the department of insurance has been um, pretty helpful for me, but other government entities, I'm like, come on guys. Like I need you to, I need you to get it together. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, I ran into the same situation with, um, I think it was the, uh, the uh, IRS and um, Texas Ethics Commission. I'm like, some of these, uh, some of these uh, news agencies are reporting um, a biased tort type of element towards certain candidates, and I'm like, you're not being a nonpartisan a company. You're supposed to be, you know, a nonpartisan, a nonprofit. You're supposed to be nonpartisan and a lot of these companies, they just don't care because nobody's enforcing these things. So, yeah. um, and, and you mentioned that a lot of a lot of uh, hospitals are nonprofit. Um, Correct. How do you know which ones are and which ones aren't? You can do um, like you're not blatantly going to know by looking at the hospital, but if you just Google um, like ho the hospital's name and nonprofit, what'll come up is it'll say it's a five hundred one c. Um, hospital, and that means that it is a nonprofit hospital, and they have to adhere to certain rules. Yeah, gotcha. Um, have any companies gone after you for the resources you give out? Not yet. Not yet. Not going. Not, <laughs> not yet. I um, I like to surround myself with as many like-minded lawyers as possible, just like as a little <laughs> as a little force field around me. Um, like the so, movie 300 yeah <laughs> so so far i mean i've had people definitely get mad at me try to you know discredit me or say something back but no nobody's really really <laughs> gone after me um what's the best form of medical insurance because i know you you touched on one of them that it was like a i forget what you said it was like a a pool of money that people put into I've seen some of those things too but what's the best form of medical insurance that you've seen you know um medical insurance is going to be and I, I'm sorry to like it depends to give you like the it depends no, 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 answer, no, but it, it's, it definitely does like every single person is going to need vastly different insurance depending on what their medical needs are if they're just like a regular healthy person um or if they have you know whatever diseases, it's going to be different. Um, but there is uh, the exchange insurance. So the government Obamacare insurance, um, since I'm self-employed, I have that insurance because it's what works best for me. But you can also have private insurance. You're usually, most people have whatever insurance is through their employer. There really is not a best insurance to go with. Um, so 
So my my advice usually is to get an insurance agent um, that is ethical. There are insurance agents that are Health Rosetta certified. Um, and all that means is that they've been trained on a code of ethics to really consider the patient and not consider, you know, um, the insurance company or, you know, getting kickbacks from the insurance company. So finding an independent agent uh, with ethics is pretty key when you're trying to look for insurance. That's crazy. Uh, Rose says uh, University Health has a program called CareLink. It is not insurance, but a program that helps a patient see a specialized doctor at uh, University Health with the 5113C. Um, I think you've, I think you've mentioned CareLink before, right? Or on one of your videos or? No, not CareLink. Uh-uh. Um, I did mention Care Credit Cards, which is a oh. totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I know, oh, you, you talked about, it was like a one that if, if patients can't, uh, they're not going to be able to afford something. They have a. What is it called? Um, uh, charity care. Charity care. Yeah, yeah. Charity care. Yeah. Um, so this you, is. You, yeah. Touch on that. This is one of the options that is like, I, when most people reach out to me about medical bills, that's the first thing I ask. Did you apply for charity care? Because um, like we talked about, the majority of hospitals in the United States are nonprofits. And what allows them or why, why they originally allowed hospitals to become nonprofits is so that they could take the money that they would be saving on taxes, paying taxes and reinvest it back into their community. That was, that was a thought, right? <laughs> um, so one of the things that they are required to do is have charity care or financial assistance programs where they completely eliminate or reduce the debt of patients who meet certain income requirements. And those income requirements are different for every hospital. Um, but they're not just, you know, for, for, you know, super, super low income. They're, they're tiered. So even if you might not get your in, entire bill waived, um, you can get it vastly reduced, uh, even if you make a, a decent amount of money. So um, uh, patients need to ask to apply for those because the hospital will not automatically apply you. Um, but if you are accepted, you can get your bill lowered or reduced. And if you have been making payments, you'll get your payments refunded to you. Um, what's the, uh, medical payment, like, uh, medical bills, they don't go in your credit report, do they? I can't remember. They can, yes, and yeah. they do. Um, so medical bills, um, take a year. They, they, it's, it's a year from when you got your bill before they can hit their, hit your credit report. That's, that's the law. Um, the other newer law that came out is that if you pay it off, it'll drop off your credit report. So it used to be that even if you like, oh shit, there's a medical bill on my credit report. I didn't even know I had a bill. I'm going to go pay it. You would still have that ding on your credit report for like another seven years. And the government did away with that. They said, hey, if you pay it off, it's going to fall off your report. And then starting in January, any bills under $500 will not be, medical bills will not be reported to credit anymore. Yeah. Um, but anything over that still can. So yeah, it can, it can hit your credit report, but you can usually negotiate it off. Yeah. Um, what are, what are, what are some of the things that you've seen, um, in, in your line of work for advocacy that just really pissed you off? Um, 
let's let's staying in line with charity care. Um, yeah. I've had patients who are incredibly, incredibly low income and in very bad financial situations where hospitals would come after them. They would try to sue them. They would, you know, like just absolutely making their lives hell, trying to get this money where the entire time the patient could have qualified for charity care. So the patient should not have even ever had that bill. And here they are filing bankruptcy, selling houses. Like it, it really pisses me off that that, that they, they didn't make that caveat for hospitals that you have to apply a patient for charity care. They don't, they have to have the program, but they, they don't have to apply the patient. So here I've seen many, many very low income pa patients get their lives just ruined because a hospital is coming after them for a bill that they didn't even have to they didn't even have to send the patient. They could have written it off. God, that, that is that is frustrating. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen a lot of people, especially here, um, you know, they get they get priced out of their homes because of property taxes or because of fees from they can't they can't cut their grass because they're older and they get like fees and, and charges and then they they can't pay it. And then they, they get their house like completely taken away from them. It's just there's a lot of inconsistencies there between that and, and the the medical area where they're just being um they're being pushed mm -hmm. so i mean uh tell tell us about why you're doing what you're doing as far as like because you said it's free right what, you, what you're doing in a sense so yeah so um I, in the business i have how i pay my bills is i will charge organizations for consulting fees so organizations who want to build out patient advocacy services or medical bill negotiation services mostly nonprofits will come to me and say hey i want to do this service can you you know show us how to do it train our staff build it out i'll charge organizations a fair rate to do that um, and then in addition to that, since I have a social media, I will occasionally do ads like here's this, here's this skincare product or here, you know, here's this water bottle. And some people are like, okay, why is she doing this? And I'm like, I'm doing this because I never want to charge a patient because when a patient comes to me, they are in financial need 10 out of 10 times, 100% of the time. They're like, I can't afford this. This is what's happening. Please help me. And I don't want to have to charge that patient, even though. I know, I guess I technically could. Yeah. Um, so that's how I make it free to the patient. And I want to make sure that I can always continue to give give patients um, free services. So I make money in other ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the side hustle, the side hustle. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Very serious question. Tacos or burritos? Tacos, 100%. Really? Tacos. Okay. I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a taco girl. Yeah South, yeah. South Texas, the breakfast taco is king. King. What's your favorite taco? Ooh, um, bean, egg, and cheese. Probably is my favorite taco. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I saw I saw what you had the, 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 the tortilla blanket. Mm hmm Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is so much needed here. Um, <laughs> so, oh, what was it? Oh, are there any resources for medical staff that um, like unions and things like that? I believe there are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, here in the in Texas and in the South in general, um, 
corporations have done a very good job of union busting. Um, I was fed as a nurse all this misinformation about unions to make me think that they weren't good for us. Um, and what I found, especially in nursing and in healthcare, our unions do a very good job um, of protecting nurses. Um, so there, there are unions. Um, there's National Nurses United. There is... Um, SEIU. There's a, a bunch of different union organizations that you can join. Um, just so our Texas nurses listening know the difference. I thought whenever I was a nurse at the bedside that a union meant that somebody was coming in and they were going to help us get better working conditions. Um, a union is you. Like you are the union. The the nurses on on the floor are the union. So you are you can only be as strong as your your coworkers. So if 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 you can be in a setting where you think you can bring together your coworkers, um, your fellow nurses, and you can really like stand up and advocate for yourselves, then you're going to be perfect for a union, and you're going to be able to um, improve your working conditions. So what, what are some of the, the lies that people told you? Um, so that way people that are in that position know what to look out for. Yeah. So um, I think one of the main things people harp on is unions are scams because they just take your money and then they don't do anything for you. And that's the concept that unions are something different from you. So yeah. like I think a lot of nurses, when they join a union, they're expecting somebody else to come in and fix everything. Um, but when you're paying into uh, a union, you're paying into a fund of money that you are going to use for yourself should you ever need it. Um, so, yeah, so that was one of the things that uh, I was taught was like, oh, you pay all this money and they never did anything. And I'm like, you are the they like <laughs> if, if they never did anything, then you never did anything like it's your own fault. Um so that was one of the things that I bought into. The other thing is the martyr syndrome that hospitals use. So like, don't join a union because if you ever go on a strike, like who's going to take care of your patients? Like there's not going to be anybody there. And I'm like, there will be if you don't cause that. Like don't cause right. us to go on strike and somebody right. will be there for our patients. The only reason why nurses go on strike is because their patients have been in unsafe conditions and they're asking the hospital to change it. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of different things that I was told um, as a bedside nurse that just didn't pan out when I learned more. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's crazy because um, you, you look at, there's a lot of nurses leaving the the industry right just like teachers there's a lot of teachers leaving the industry yeah. there's something wrong you know going on internally mm -hmm. um so what what hope do you give to those nurses that are in there right now do you tell them well just quit or just go find a different spot or you know, I, I really feel like um, the tides are changing here. People are seeing, I think, the for really clearly for the first time um, how bad it is in teaching, in nursing, in all these, um, you know, essential careers. People are seeing like how burnt out they are, especially post-COVID. Um, so I think that we are turning in the right direction. So when when somebody comes to me and they're like, oh, like, what do I do? I'm like, 
Union, like you are, we're in the perfect spot right now. We've got the public's attention. All your coworkers feel the same way as you do. Like we're in a position of bargaining power right now. We've had a mass exodus from nursing. Hospitals are desperate for nurses. Use that to your advantage to say, hey, you have not been treating us well. You have not been keeping our patients safe. We can't provide the care that we want to provide. So you either provide us the resources that we need um, to take care of our patients well, or I will leave. I'll go somewhere better. Um, and nurses are already doing that. They're going to hospitals who are unionized. They're going to hospitals who do pay better, who do take better care of their patients. Um, and that's 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 what we should be doing. Did, did all this happen during COVID, you think? I think COVID, this has been happening forever, for a long time, but I think COVID really exposed it because there was this um, hyperfixation on essential workers during COVID. So we really got to see like what the teachers were going through, what the nurses were going through, like what, how this was really working. Um, and whenever COVID brought that to light, um, and of course, COVID working conditions for for all essential workers were just they were just shit. They were just terrible. Um, so when when COVID brought that all to light, it gave um, workers kind of a platform to highlight what was going on. And um, I think there was some some solidarity there where we each felt it, like we each knew what was going on. But when when it was pub put into the public eye, we were like, oh hey, like we're all experiencing this. Let's do something new. Like this, like, we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. I've confirmed it now. We got to do something different. So yeah, COVID kind of just pushed it to the forefront. Is do you feel like for you is is that what did it for you? Because I mean, you, you you started with everything just recently, right? Yeah, oh. within the past years, when when I left my hospital job, COVID was definitely the straw that broke the camel's back. Definitely, um, I saw just how terribly nurses were treated and how terribly patients were treated too. Um, and it's just like I was like, nope that that's it. That's the, <laughs> that's that's the final straw for me. I'm not doing this anymore. So um, yeah, COVID was definitely the push over the edge to to get me there. Um. Can you tell us about uh, the healthcare reform? That's that's your business, right? It is called. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about it. So, healthcare reform. The website itself serves as like a hub of resources for patients and healthcare workers. So, I get to some of the same questions all the time. Like, I can't afford my medications. Um, I have this hospital bill. What do I do? So, I built out a hub of resources where patients can go to my website and say, hey, I'm struggling with meds. I'm going to click on the medication tab. I'm going to see what financial assistance is available. Or I can't get a ride to my doctor's appointment. I don't have a car. Who can help me with transportation? And then they can look all that stuff up. And same with healthcare workers. It has like, you know, free and reduced costs, mental health counseling, um, unions, all that is listed on my website as well so that they can go and uh, find these resources and get some of their common questions answered. What does what do you tell um 15 year old christy if you can go back um i would tell 15 year old christy that it's not as scary as she thinks it's gonna be <laughs> um i think that you know going through college and going through um just what i went through as a nurse in the past 10 years like i was trying i thought that if i was proved myself enough. Like if I, if I went 
above and beyond enough, if I stretched myself so thin that, that, you know, everybody could see it, then somebody would like magically, you know, see my value and be like, oh yes, let's just put her on the top and let's just, you know, pay her well. And <laughs> it's just, it didn't, it, the more that I stressed myself, the more that they wanted to keep me in the position I was, right? Because they were paying me like shit and getting me to do the job of like 15 <laughs> people, right? That's right. ideal situation for them. Um, so I wish I would have spoken up more. And if I were to go back and say like, hey, you're about to, you know, you're about to do this whole thing, just stand your ground. When it feels wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. Um, so speak up and stand your ground um, because you have more to lose when you don't speak up than than uh, when you do. So, yeah, very good. Um, have you done any uh, like political? Um, I can't think any better to go and talk to the people in in the government. Um, so I haven't done much of that. Um, I am not so like. I have realized that the government is not the best way to like <laughs> push things forward. Like that is the slowest route for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I've found more success in educating the public and having a lot of public pressure as a whole put onto mm -hmm. the government than just me going and talking. Now I have gone and I've like chatted with, you know, our state representatives or whatever. And, yeah. you know, I can say it, I can chat, I can tell them, I can show them the statistics, right. right? Right. But it is way, way more powerful to have hundreds of thousands of people writing them letters saying like, Hey, this hospital is not doing this correctly. I've got this medical bill. I'm aware that this law exists, but you guys are not enforcing it. Like the more that I can educate the public to put that enormous amount of pressure on them, um, I think it's way more effective than me myself just trying to go right. talk to them. I I'm one person, so <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> um, how many people have you uh, encouraged, I think, outside of Texas? Because you, you live in Texas, right? I live in Texas, yes. Um, what, how many people have you seen or, or heard from that you've encouraged like outside of Texas or as far as like patients or yeah, yeah patients. oh i we we work nationwide so i mean like i i only have a handful of patients right now that are from texas they're usually scattered all throughout you know the united states so yeah on a daily basis i help people outside of yeah. outside of texas yeah so 10 years going forward what is your plan what 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 do you see happening in your vision oh man you know i've i've tried to lift I've tried to lift my eyes up to see 10 years forward. Um, but when I do, it gets like a little bit too overwhelming. So <laughs> I've been looking down step by step, like let's chip away because, because when I look at healthcare reform, which is the ultimate goal. So if, if, right. if I were to say like, what, what is it? Like I, I want everybody to have access to affordable quality healthcare. Um, but when I look at that and I look how, Daunting. complicated yeah daunting it, i mean it's it's I, we're chipping away at something massive so i'm trying to keep my head down and just keep chipping um so yeah so i'm going to continue doing what i'm doing but the ultimate goal um is to have affordable quality health care for all how many times have you thought recently if you're like I'm done. <laughs> like, I just want to quit. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I mean, let's be real. There's a lot of times we're like, 
why am I doing this? You know, especially like me, like with politics, I'm like, you know, I know politics is boring and people are like, uh, you know, and I'm like, why am I still doing this? But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, especially when you are in the public eye and there are hundreds of thousands of people who can comment on what you're doing. <laughs> there are days where I'm just like, you know what, why am I even doing this? Like what? <laughs> because the thing is, especially when you are in politics, you realize like how issue, how complicated it is and how long it takes to change these big issues. And sometimes people, you know, who aren't in it will try to oversimplify it. So if I come back, you know, if I come on my social media and I'm like, hey, we got, you know, we finally did it. We got the pricing transparency. At least we can see the prices. And they're like, 10,000 people that are like, oh, not good enough. We need healthcare for all. Like, this is not. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this was. Right. (laughs) I am trying. We're we're going to get there, buddy. But like, it's one step at a time. So I'm going to celebrate this little brick that I removed from the wall. Right. And you can, you know, sit on your couch and judge me. But I am. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. and I applaud that because yeah, it's it's so difficult, and I, and I hear people constantly are like, "Well, well, this is." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, but let's let's focus on the issues." Like, did you vote? Did yes. you did you look at who you're voting for? You know, did you actually read? And you know, um, yeah. like like for example, I don't know, Austin, Austin, Texas voted for ranked choice voting, and they can't even use it because it's illegal. In Texas, <laughs> but it shows you that there there are people that want change. There's something that's that's okay. People want something different. Granted, they didn't know it was illegal for them to use it, but it's still like you said, it's a chip away. They're like, okay, something's happening here. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's 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 progress, and I think people want progress. I think people think that progress and the end result are the same thing. So like they'll clap for you once we get to the thing that, you know, everybody wants, but they're like just sitting there with arms crossed (laughs) while you do all the work in the process. And I'm like, get in here, let's go, let's go get in here, do some work too. We can do this. Exactly. You know, you need help like that. And what are some of the people that have been with you that you, you can say that have helped, um, you know, in your life and so. Yeah, I mean, I have met, um, I was actually just showing one of my little organizations the other day. I have this little note, I've had this little notebook that I bought whenever I um, quit my job last year. And I said, like, you know, when I quit my job, I was like, are there other people like me? Are there other people who truly just want the best for people? Like, I, because I, at that point, I was so burnt out, I just thought, like, <laughs> Everybody, like, does anybody give a shit anymore? (laughs) So I bought this notebook and anytime I would find like um, an individual or an organization or, you know, just like a nonprofit that I thought was doing good things in the same realm that I was, I would find their CEO, dig for them on LinkedIn or Facebook and be that weird person that messaged them and like, hey, you don't know me. Like me. I'm I'm like, hey, you don't know me, but can I please get a meeting with you so that we can can talk about this? And so I've put um, one person on each page of this notebook and I finally Mm. finished it the other day. And I've 
some some of those some people I met with and I'm like, oh no, we are not we are not the same. We are not the same. I'm gonna X out this page. I'm gonna rip it out. I'm gonna throw it away. Um, but many many people, much more than I thought I would meet, are just like on the same mission, ready to go, doing it. And of course, they're all specialized, right? Some people yeah. are just working on insurance or just working on billing or nursing or whatever. And it's just like. But they're doing such great things that I just want to walk alongside them. And then that, and I found just like incredible people who yeah. just continue pushing this forward, regardless of how slow it's going. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, <laughs> in the politics world, it's like every you look at it, you're like, this sucks. Yeah. You're like who who can you who can you say that's doing those things and doing the things like you were saying, like that they're like minded and it's hard. You know, um, but that's awesome that you have a, like a book. Uh, it's it's kind of like your little uh, your your black little, book, right? Yeah, my little <laughs> Rolodex here. Yeah. Um, what what have been your inspirations to uh, do your TikToks and like like your funny ones? Like, did you ever think I am funny? Like, I am actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that I'm funny. My husband might tell you something different, but I think I'm funny. And I would, I, I started my TikTok off like that though, because I knew if I came out the gate just talking about like serious issues, people would be like, mm, like they probably wouldn't follow me, right? So I started off my my TikTok and my social media accounts doing funny videos that I knew that other nurses at least would understand, right? Um, so I started out with those just. Just because like nursing is just like a unique experience in and of itself. Mm. So I just loved connecting with other nurses and, and um, laughing about the terrible things we, <laughs> we go through during the day. So like how, how long does it take you to make some of those videos? Because uh, look, regardless of what people think, content creation is difficult. It is difficult. Like that's another job in itself. Yeah. So what, how long does it take you to create some of those things? Oh man. If it's an educational video, it can take me a while. Um, because I know, especially now, cause I know that hundreds of thousands of people are going to watch this video. <laughs> so I better not like miss, you know, like right. not, not say the correct thing. And I've done that before. And it's so hard. I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, it's so hard to be a content creator. Like, I'm not saying that, but it's just like, it's hard because you want to just, it'd be easy if I could just like, you know, point my phone, say what I need to say, right. post it to the internet, but that's not how it works. So I have to go back and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have used that word there. Or, oh, I need to tell them about this other thing. So I have to go back and edit it. So it takes, it takes time, but I'm, I'm really trying to put out like accurate content and make sure <laughs> that I'm not misspeaking in anything. Right. Um, and then I put out, I, I spent all that time, I put it out and I'm like, shit, I said the wrong thing there. I have to, you know. <laughs> you know, that's why like I, I, I like doing the, the live streams because it's really kind of coached me into being like, okay, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to try to do my damn best <laughs> and say what I got to say because I'm not be recording. Oh, nope. Do it again. Nope, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what are uh, so? But how how did you how did you know that these were going to like take off, or you just had no idea? Um, so I knew a little bit. My my husband is in marketing. 
Um, so before I left my nursing job, I knew he specializes in social media marketing. So I knew, um, you know, I, I didn't <laughs> like, I, I wasn't in social media marketing, but you know, just at the, the dinner table, we would talk about like what's going on and how our, you know, how our society is shifting to get their news from social media and how much social media influences the public. Because I, I did think like, you know, before I started a social media account, maybe I'd just, you know, go work for a government entity or a nonprofit or whatever, like what was going to move the dial most. And um, I think what influences our, our people the most is, is social media. I think that that's where most people are now. Um, so I really started to study it. I really started to um, see the trends that, you know, my husband was pointing out to me that were happening in social media. So as I built my own social media, I tried to follow those guidelines. And then once I established a following, I was able to kind of open it up a little bit more and do a little bit more of the content that I wanted to create, which was educational content. Yeah. What did it happen? Like, was it one of those overnight things where it was like, boom, it just blew up? Or was it like a really gradual thing? But it was like a fast, gradual thing. <laughs> So I was like, in the beginning, it was like slowly, like getting to like 10,000 followers was just like a slowly building up. And then I had like a few pretty viral videos back to back. And then it was just like, <laughs> just blew up from there, blew up from there. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was kind of even like, I, when I quit my job, I, I told my husband like, okay, I, I, I came home one day totally done. We had thought about me quitting my job at the hospital, but it wasn't like a serious talk, but I came home and I was like, no, like I have to do it now. And he's like, okay, let's, I mean, like, let's go, let's do it. So, but I was like, the thing is like, I don't know if I should just leave nurse, like leave the medical field altogether, because even if I went and I did something else, like in a different hospital or in like, I don't feel like I can continue to work in the system. So I need to either a change the system, which is impossible. <laughs> That's not a thing. I can't do that. Or B, I need to leave the field altogether because it, it has just completely burned me out. Um, so after my social media took off, I was like, okay, well I'll try, but I was expecting it to fail. <laughs> uh, I was like halfway expecting it to just like fizzle out or it wasn't going to be successful. And then I could be like, I tried. I'm going to go be a real estate agent now. Um, see you guys later. But then it fortunately was yeah. um, successful. And I was like, well, shit, now I'm committed. Like, <laughs> now I'm in this. I have to do it. I'm here. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it, it, it's always it's always great to have a good support system, you know, like your family and stuff like that. And I, I know I do too. And, and, you know, there are some times where she's like, you shouldn't say that, you know, or, <laughs> you know, or it's like, you know, you should do this. You're like, okay. You know? Um, but it, it's, it's great to have a support system to be able to navigate this area. Cause I'm sure it's, it's scary sometimes, right? Especially when you quit your job. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's the first time just talking about relationally, that's the first time in our entire marriage that I did not have an income of my own. And I was completely dependent on my husband. So I was like, and it's funny because we've been together for 15 years. Like, it's not like I was like afraid that like, I shouldn't have been afraid, like, oh, I'm going to be like on my own with no income. Like we've <laughs> always shared everything. Yeah. Um, 
but it was just, it was so new taking that leap and, you know, trying to start a business on my own and being fully financially dependent on somebody else. It was scary. I, I cannot deny that. Um, but he was very supportive. He did not like the, the, the fact that it was his income never even came up. Like it's just, it's, (laughs) it's, it's our income. Like, right. you know, so you, you, I don't know. You just, it's whenever you're taking such a big leap and doing something you that you've never, ever done before. Um, you just, you question all of it. Um, and then it just works out. Right. <laughs> so, and, and it, it's sometimes that, uh, that leap of faith. Right. But you know, that's that that puts a strange strain on a lot of marriages like the financial wise and you know you're like do i want to risk it you know yeah. you have to be really confident in who you're with to be like yeah. okay well, we're gonna try it you know but i think covid did a lot of that to where we saw a lot of people starting their own small businesses you know food yeah. trucks and all this stuff like just venturing out into different things and because like you said is people started seeing you know what I don't need to do this nine to five job, you know, or this where I'm getting, you know, bullied by the the management. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people saw that. And, and hopefully people will see that still going forward, you know, post COVID and especially in the in the medical area, um, nursing area, like not nursing, but nursing and, and teacher, you know, teachers. And, you know, it's just people are burnt out, like you said. Um, and it's it's sad but we don't yeah. don't want them to to suffer either right <laughs> exactly i think i think the um mentality is changing from our parents generation to ours right it our parents generation and what they taught us was that like you you know the 12 hour work day meant that like you're a hard worker and like, More you know, like work, work on the weekend. Like, it's just like, they, they told us that the harder that you worked, the more valuable that you were. Um, and then I think our generation is just kind of realizing that like, it has to be reciprocated. So I need to be valued for the work. So if I put in extra work, then you got to put in some extra value somehow. Um, So we're, we're kind of realizing our worth here and saying that like, it's, it's not worth it to, you know, be dedicated to people who would replace us in a second if we weren't there. Um, And I think, I think that's, that's a good change. I mean, to my, to my kids, of course, I'm teaching them hard work. Of course, I'm teaching them, um, you know, to, to add value to our society, but I'm also teaching them that they are inherently valuable themselves and um, that, that they don't have to kill themselves just to prove that they're, they're worth something to other people. Yeah. And to stand strong, like you were saying that you would tell your 15 year old self. Exactly. Um, Last question. Uh, What is your favorite type of music? Oh man, I I am like embarrassed for people to look at my Spotify playlist because it is just like a hodgepodge of like like Cardi B and then like <laughs> the most emo music that you could find. Like it's just like Death Cab um, for Cutie. Death Cab for Cutie. It is just like dashboard confessional in there. Um it's you, like the melting have, pot. You gotta music. have something for when you're in your field. <laughs> you know, you know, you gotta have all these little things. Like, it's a soundtrack to your life. Exactly. Right? So my, 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 really 
Exactly. My favorite type of music is whatever I'm feeling that day. That that's that's my favorite type of music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so tell people uh where they can get a hold of you, how they can um, I mean not you specifically, but you know, how did they can get a hold of all these resources, um, you know, where they can follow you and all that. Yes. Um, so social media, TikTok and Instagram are the only two that I have, and they are at Christy PRN. Um, and then they can go for resources to my website, and that is healthcarereformed.org. And that has all my patient resources and my healthcare resources. And if you ever need help with um, applying for charity care for a hospital, you can go to dollar4.org, who I am contracted with to help you apply to those hospitals. Awesome. How, how, how has that been with, with doing some of these partnerships with some of these businesses? Like, are you ever like nervous? You're like, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, yeah. fall to the dark side or something, you know, something happens. It's been good. I have, um, anybody that I do a partnership with is something that is somebody that I have vetted for a very, very long time. So it's not like somebody that I met, I asked some questions and then I do consulting for them. It's like, I've, I've watched your organization for months. Um, I've met everybody. Like I've looked, I, I've done a deep dive into your IRS tax forms. Um, and then I'll come on as a consultant and it is, it's worked out every single time. It's been, it's been great. I think what what did you say? You're like the uh, the the, ex the worst ex girlfriend. <laughs> Stock you on every every media outlet you have. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Christy. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we could collab again soon. Uh, maybe if you're in San Antonio one of these days. But um, we appreciate you for coming on and giving us these resources, and just being able to chat with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I had a I had a great time. <laughs> awesome thank you guys and thank you for watching and um just remember any type of medical issues like that um uh medical bills medical insurance questions please contact christy um there's just social media right there on the bottom and then what was uh healthcarereform.com org. 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 Yeah. org um and then just get some of that information out uh and hopefully they could help you with with your medical bills or some type of issues like your questions and things like that. So thank you guys for joining and you have a great day.